0: In singleness, episode fifty.
1: This is the Thriving in Singleness podcast, where it's not about surviving, but thriving in this chapter of your life. Here are your hosts, Tom DeLong and Joshua Erickson.
0: Hello and welcome to Thriving in Singleness episode 50. We are super stoked to have an awesome group here today. Different style. Uh, We're not doing so much candid conversation. It's going to be just talking about dating. A subject we really don't tackle on the podcast much at all. But we thought it'd be fun to bring this conversation and have a group of us to go over a bunch of Thoughts, concepts about what makes dating different in 2022. So as always, I do have Josh here ringing in from Grand Rapids, Michigan. Josh, how you doing
1: up there? I'm doing good. It's good to be here. It's, I'm excited for this episode. This is going to be uh, a great episode. We have great guests coming back, and I'm just super pumped. Yes. This will be good. Yes. So in addition, we also have
0: Delaine Abania from episode... 44 she's joining us again jelaine how you doing there
2: i'm good i'm just excited i'm so honored to be here and i'm excited to glean wisdom from y'all y'all are super wise so definitely excited to, to i try to be wisdom. wisdomous
0: thanks yeah and and you're ringing in from texas now right you moved from california to texas
2: yes i just moved like three days ago so in the middle of what? i'm in the middle of a transition <laughs> oh so. wow yes definitely very excited awesome.
0: Awesome. Glad you are able to, to jump in here and join us for this. And uh, also, we do have Brianna Rossi from episode 42 returning. Brianna, how's it going in upstate Syracuse, New York?
3: It's going good. I'm glad to be back on the podcast. Last time we were talking awesome. all about singleness, so it's kind of nice to jump into the dating aspect of things. I'm yes. looking forward to that.
0: And as of a week ago, you're you're dating somebody, as right? As of a week so, ago,
3: yes. So I just started, just started a brand new relationship. It's funny, like cool. Josh mentioned, I, I could have done it just for this episode, but
1: <laughs> we appreciate the commitment. Yeah, and we really do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so committed to
0: this episode. And I, yeah, that probably happened after I reached out about doing the episode, too, isn't it? Yeah,
3: absolutely. Yeah. So what I've, are the odds? Been, wow. I've been doing the dating thing for a while. But yeah, we just started, just called it a relationship one week ago. So that's pretty cool because cool I'm fresh on the dating stuff. So
0: Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yes. And then lastly, we have Caleb Edwards. He is returning from episode 24. He's chilling in Avondale, Pennsylvania. Caleb, how's it going down there?
4: Living the dream, Tom. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. Awesome.
0: Great having you back, man. Super excited. And you are also in a relationship, so uh, just putting that perspective out there so people know where you're coming from, that you are uh, in a dating relationship, and you'll be kind of sharing a little bit from that perspective. And and I really hope to kind of like, you know, pick your brain about how a girl can land a stallion such as yourself. So really excited to, you know, to dive in with that. So awesome. Yeah. Bring it on. Yes, (laughs) let's do it. (laughs) So with that, we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about what makes dating different in 2022, uh, if there's anything different. I don't know if it's uh, much different from 2021. So like, what what do you guys think? I mean, what's what's different about dating in 2022?
3: I would say one big thing that stands out to me is especially through the pandemic, we got so familiar with using technology for everything. Like, it mm-hmm. was, I mean, just even doing this right now, this whole like Zoom version of a podcast, like this is so familiar. Everybody's doing this all the time for meetings and for hanging out with friends and, you know. So I feel like we've gotten very reliant on technology, which is good in a lot of ways. But I also I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's probably one of the biggest things that's changed is that now um, instead of like going out and meeting people face to face, most of it is either like social media or dating apps or, you know, this is how you're interacting with people now. So I think that really changes, you know, the face of dating, what dating looks like.
0: Yeah. Like, is that a good thing or a bad thing?
3: You know, I think both honestly so I would say okay so I feel like if you were to ask like a lot of people would be like oh my gosh it's so frustrating like you don't go out anymore so you don't have the chance to meet people and you know everything's technology so it's so hard meeting people you know that's a say lack of options is like one of the hardest things I feel like at least you know with okay being single in 2022 but also I feel like on the flip side it almost gives us so many options that it's almost like option overwhelm you know what i mean so it's like you can Mm. now if you want to sit there and date you know you can download five different dating apps and you have just hundreds of options at your fingertips and i feel like you would think that would be a good thing like okay there's so much to choose from but on the flip side i kind of think that sometimes it's a bad thing because there's always another option right around the corner like there's another option one swipe away so i feel like we're almost don't
0: you cross me
3: Yeah, exactly. Like at all. I will swipe left. Don't cross me at all. Don't even be like. You hear people like, you know, writing people off over the craziest things. You know, I mean, whatever it is. Like, oh, you know, oh, I I matched with this guy. Oh, but yeah, he was younger than me. Gone. You know, like, oh, he didn't respond to me in twenty four hours. Yeah, I don't want a guy who takes that long to respond. Gone. Like you just, Mm -hmm. it's the slightest little things that it's like because we have option overload, we're so quick to like. I mean, we're living in, like, the age of cancel culture, right? Like, somebody does one Mm. little thing wrong, they're done. So, like, I feel like we could almost, like, be doing ourselves a disservice with how many options we have because we're so quick to be picky and so quick to, like, write people off over little things. Like, I mean, just the littlest things. Like, oh, they said this one thing that I didn't like. They didn't respond fast enough. Their height. All these things, we write them off so quickly um, because you know that if you don't pursue a conversation with that one person in front of you, there's, like... 50 more options that you can just swipe into. So, yeah. So I feel like the options is like an advantage and a disadvantage at the same time, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That
0: makes absolute sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any other thoughts on that?
2: Um, yeah. Just to kind of go off of uh, what Brianna had said. Uh, yeah. Everything's just very quick. And it's like, go, 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 go. Swipe, 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 okay. swipe. And it goes against the beauty of waiting, which is what God... Has, you know, it's so beautiful Mm -hmm. when you're waiting on God and you're waiting for his timing. And I think, yeah, with social media and everything, everyone's attention span is just like terrible now. And it's like, if I don't get it now, then like, then I don't want it. Whereas with God, he's like, I want you to wait because I want you to acknowledge that I am God. Like I am God, Mm -hmm. because if we're the ones who are like, no, I want this. I want this. Then we're we take the, you know, the pilot seat instead. And so, yeah, I think that that's one of the huge, huge things that, you know, when it comes to technology, like she, she explained it very well. Like it's both good and bad. It has its perks and disadvantages, but I think, yeah, it makes us like not want to wait anymore. And waiting is a beautiful thing because it reflects that God is God
4: and not us. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And so what do you guys think of, of like online dating in general?
1: I'm not the biggest fan. I mean, question. frankly, I... <laughs>
4: yeah. Oh, yeah. Not a fan. So I mean, if anybody's been on the apps, it's like, okay. it's so hard to get a vibe, catch a vibe off of anybody that's... You're swiping, you get a couple pictures, but, yeah. like, you don't have eye contact. You don't have tone of voice, body language, anything. And mm-hmm. so it's like, it's all still so new. We haven't adapted to, like, learning someone at all through a phone. And so, like, personally, it's like, I'm looking at someone that doesn't really exist is what it feels Mm -hmm. like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So that's good. Not a fan personally. It's so different (laughs) when you can
3: see people, like when you meet somebody out in real life, it's so different when you can see like their mannerisms, their body Mm -hmm. language, all that. Like it just makes such a difference for like connecting with a person. So yeah, like I agree exactly with what you're saying, or you just kind of, you miss that component. It's a picture and it's maybe like a, Hey, how was your weekend? Just, but I feel like at the same time, there's always the flip side. So like, I think probably anybody who's done online dating, which I have, and anybody who's done the online dating will probably say, like, they hate it, which I agree with. Like, it's such a horrible process. But yes. on the flip side, it does give you so many options. Like, I know people who mm-hmm. have met their spouse through online dating. So it's, like, a really nice way to, like, open the door and be like, okay. Like, so for me, it was always like, you know, God, I want to meet someone. So I'm going to open the doors. Like, I'm going to sign up for the apps, and I'm just going to put myself out there. If you want you know, the right kind of person to walk through, then there we go. I'm open to it. And if not, I'm not going to put so much weight on it that I'm going to be crushed either. It's more just kind of like yeah. a tool for bringing more people into your life. So in that way, it is it is a valuable tool. And I feel like, you know, we are, you know, blessed to be able to have that now, you know, where you can connect with people from all over and um, have just like, you know, that app in your hand to connect with people. So it's very nice, even though the process sometimes is also, you know, we got both sides, but the process is like, yeah. You know, you do it for a little while and then you're like, oh my gosh, I need a break. And then you do it again. Oh, okay, I need a break.
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I'm an advocate of, of putting yourself in a place where you can just meet people. And it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be trying to go in and like meet a partner, you know, It, but going somewhere where it's, it, you just meet people in, in the same place of life that you're at. And I've, I, I like that. I'm not against online dating, but... I'm against online dating if you're not giving yourself social opportunities to get out and meet people that are that are going through the same experiences in life right now and, and seeing that. So that's that's kind of my my minor take on it. But I've been out of the scene for a while. So my like online dating was a thing, of course, ten years ago when I was in the dating scene, but that yeah, I I'd never like never tried that out, so
1: so And with online dating, because I think me and Tom, you know, we're close in age. So we have a similar, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, we grew up in the same time frame and all that. And what's interesting is online dating is so different than what it used to be. Not that I was doing it when I was younger, like in my early 20s or like late teens. But now it matches our culture so much that we connect with people online rather than in person by default. And I think really just if you look at Mm -hmm. the way culture is going, and the way it just the way we connect with other people, eventually date like just meeting people in your day to day is I think gonna be less common than online dating. Because I think online dating is becoming more and more the way people want to meet people because they can put their best foot forward. I don't think it's necessarily the best way because it's so hard to connect with people. Like we were saying earlier, it's almost like if someone walked into a room, you give me twenty seconds, not even a conversation, but just seeing them interact with someone, maybe interacting with me, I can get a better feel for who they are than if I scroll through every social media post they've ever put or every single thing they've ever written because it's not who they are. Like who they are is who is in front of me, not what they put online. And online dating really misses that component because I guarantee you there's many people through online dating that, You're not going to be interested in if you just meet them in online dating but if you met them person to person you'd be like wow there's something about that person that intrigues me that i'm interested in so there's this i think online dating goes with the direction of our culture and our online presence and how important it is but it doesn't actually give us the opportunity to meet people which is where you have a relationship you have a relationship you know face to face um and not solely online. So it's an interesting dynamic to dating because it's so polished up in a way so it's e- and it's easy to to just say oh I don't want this person in a sense the same way I'm on when I'm on Amazon I'm like oh I don't want that pro-. like it's the same mm-hmm. structure where we have this is how I online shop and this is how I online date and they look identical. So mm-hmm. it's kind of become a necessary evil. I know for me Just seeing, you know, dating in in 2020, um, 2021, 22, just, you know, I think before 2020 and after 2020 are two, like two different dating timeframes because I think people just accepted online dating as an avenue because it was the only thing that was available. So you have this, this changing dynamic and now it's, it's just, I think it's going to become more and more common. And with that, I think there's going to be a new way to date because then you have to navigate all of the issues of online dating when before it was just the issues of just kind of dating and dealing with people face-to-face now it's like oh oh someone gets catfished and all these things on when you open yourself yeah. up to these mm-hmm. these op- these options there's a lot of things that go with it
0: yeah and how do you tell like when when your heart is in the right place to begin dating
1: is that a question for all I want to
0: yeah like I mean yeah I I mean because that's that's one thing that you know I've I've thought about how to how to address with different people because I know for for myself I went through a dramatic change and you know dating is a great beautiful thing but it's it's not a healthy thing if you're going into it with the dependency of needing needing a relationship Mm -hmm. so I don't know if anybody else has some
1: some input on that at all I'll I'll give my two cents before everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I would uh, agree with you, Tom. If you need another person, then you shouldn't be dating because eventually that person will – you will want that person to be something they cannot be. And that will destroy a relationship when you have expectations on someone that they just can't sustain and uphold. So right there is what is your desire out of a relationship? Is it to fill a void in your life of, of something that you're scared of not having? Is it a fear of being alone? Is it any list list off many things that are you trying to fill something in your life with another person? And if you're building a relationship on that, then it's a dangerous place to, to do it from because that person will let you down. And then what will happen is you will feel let down. You will break down. You will you will be confused. And then you'll point to that other person and be like well they're the problem when the issue is you made them a solution to your problem and now you think they're the problem but you you know it's that's the dynamic is you need to make sure that you don't make the other person a solution to your problems because they'll never fully solve them and eventually that'll become really clear to you but it'll be hard to kind of dial that back especially if you're married you know you'll have to face those issues for yourself later on. And now you have a whole nother person kind of tangled up in that.
0: Yeah. I think anybody that listens to the podcast, uh, you know, thoroughly, they know like I'm, I'm still very pro dating, very pro relationship. I think those are wonderful, beautiful things. Um, I believe there's so much in singleness that needs to be embraced and trusted. But I think there's also the important part of if, if there is somebody that you find interest in, that to, you know, make a move, you know, if, if God lays it on your heart and you can't like not think about someone and you know, it just seems like, you know, this person was, was placed, you know, go ahead and make a move. You might get turned down and that's okay. But I I think taking initiative is, is very important. And like, you know, one of the things I've, I've seen a lot, especially lately is, Memes that are, like, sliding into those DMs be, like, ooh And so, like, is, is sliding into the DMs, is that, like, a 2022 thing? Is that a common thing that you guys
4: see at all? Definitely. Yeah? Yes. I mean, personally, I, I for a lot of people, it's really easy to, like, comment on a story or, like, uh, on a picture and then jump into a DM about a conversation that you can relate on real easily through a quick chat or whatever you may be friends with someone not know them too well but that's just an easy like feeler you know yeah instead of like let me just jump into the conversation like hey we should meet up sometime it's like feel out how this person is if they don't reply at all if they go just your comment then just keep your distance but you kind of get a little feeler by sliding in the dms i guess yeah yeah absolutely
3: it's a good low pressure way to do it
4: yeah. On the flip side mm-hmm. of that,
3: though, I'm curious what you guys think of this. So I've had yeah. So I've had people slide into the DMs in exactly that way where it's just like, you know, like a, maybe some comment on a video or some, you know, just some brief little chatting type thing. I, as like, okay, so on like the person receiving the DM, I love it when there's like somebody's like super, super intentional. So like if the person's like, hey... Because I had this happen recently where he was like, hey, um, you know, like, I really like your page. This is, you know, um, I feel like we could connect in this way. Like, I'd love to get to know you better. Like, that, so that was an off-putting to me. That, like, intentionality of, like, oh, all right, like, this person's being clear. Like, they're telling me why they're messaging me. They're telling me how mm-hmm. they, you know, how they feel. And then they can get a direct answer that they want. Like, me being like, okay, like, I'm interested, too. Um, so, I loved that. But, like, yeah, so, like, I wonder, like... As far as, we can we can almost, like, take the route. I think it's easier to take the route of not being direct. Like, it's easier to take the route of just, like, hey, how's your weekend? Or, oh, is that your dog? Or, like, just some little chit-chatty thing. But I'm wondering, like, what do you guys... Is that dog? What'd you say?
0: <laughs> is that a real dog? <laughs> yeah,
3: right? Like, just some <laughs> little, like, conversation starter. Which, yeah, so, like, I wonder, like, what you guys feel like is more effective or if you've also experienced, like, kind of both. As far as, like, do those little, like little chit-chat slide in the DM. Like, does it ever lead anywhere? Or is that just like, you know, is that a real dog? Yeah, it is. Cool. Like, you know, or (laughs) or do you just go for, like, go for, you know, what you're actually there for? Like, I'm actually interested. You know what I mean?
0: I can't speak to that. My marriage predates Instagram, I think.
5: (laughs) So.
2: (laughs) So for me, I'm very, uh, and I know everyone's different, but for me, I'm very traditional, and I love the in person like when the guy approaches and I have received dms and things like that and I've also received very sweet intentional messages but um like Josh had brought up earlier like when it comes to social media profiles and stuff like that and messaging and even texting you can polish it you can take your time to like backspace this or maybe I can Mm -hmm. do emojis here oh I can rewrite that But if it's like in person, you'd be able to see how this person treats a waitress or like, you know, like that's why I have a a lot, a lot, a lot of respect for men who, um, you know, take, you know, take the time and and have that courage to come up to to a woman. And yes, like they could get rejected, but that's why, like, if anyone ever comes up to me, I speak with I speak to them with such respect because I know that took a lot of guts to do that but again i have so much respect for them because they took the time to to come up and and be intentional and have that like one-on-one conversation and um again as opposed to like the dms it's i don't know To me it, it's not as brave because you're hiding behind a screen yeah. where people you know guys who come up to you in person again that took a lot of courage and they had to like maybe hype themselves up to come up to you and it's a, there's a 50/50 chance that you could get rejected and and, uh, and I have a lot of guy friends who um, they want to be the one to initiate because uh, they know that, you know, Jesus initiated the, the relationship with the bride of Christ. And so they they feel honored to be the one to initiate. Like I have girlfriends who they'll be like, Jelaine, I want to ask out da, 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 da. and I'm friends with that guy and I'll tell them. No, 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 Don't, don't do it. And they're like, well, why not? I'm a strong, independent woman. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I know you are, but I know my friend, and I know that they'd be honored to be the one to to approach you, to approach the woman, because if you ask them out, that could be a huge turnoff for them. Cause, and I know everyone is different, but yeah, mm-hmm. for me, I love the the in-person um, approach rather than the, the DMs. Even though I have received very sweet ones, I don't know, I just... I prefer the in-person.
0: <laughs> yeah. Now, that's a great segue into another question that I, that I have. I mean, so, like, who should make the first move for initiating, like, a dating relationship or, or just a date for that matter?
5: The guys. <laughs>
0: the, 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 guy? the guys. I mean, I yeah. the guys, because,
2: I don't know, like, to me, the, I feel like the Lord has a, has a, an order. And yeah. um and I respect that order. I feel like mm-hmm. when it comes to healthy leadership, I'm 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 all good for submitting. Um, but mm-hmm. that doesn't take away from my, you know, strength as a woman. That doesn't make me less of a woman or a person. But um yeah. but yeah, and I feel like it's it's so precious to me when like the guy is the one who leads and and so yeah, that's just my own yeah. personal opinion.
0: Yeah, I definitely uh, uh Feel feel parallel with that. I think it's important for the guy to initiate. Um, along with that, I and you know, like you said about you know, women can feel want to be independent and and feel it. But I think it is important to for guys to be the ones to put themselves out there. But also, I think it's totally okay for girls to lay traps. Like, I yeah. I remember. Jelaine, I know you're laughing, but you're muted right now. It makes me sad.
2: No, it's because I weed when I laugh, so... Oh, man. That's (laughs) good content. That's That's good content. (laughs) Oh, man. It'll pull over my uh, single years. Yeah, that's...
0: (laughs) But that's that's totally my take, though. I think the guys need to make the first move. But girls, like, if you're interested in a guy, go ahead and lay traps. Make a trap for him to fall into. Like, I'll never forget... When I was snowboarding, it was like my senior year in high school, I was out snowboarding by myself, and this girl that I thought was cute was on the lift in front of me, and she like fell down on, you know, getting off of the lift, and and I just like snowboarded right around her like, <laughs> peace, see ya, and it was like, I was there by myself that day, like I didn't even <laughs> try to like help her up, start a conversation, like that could have been a trap, I That's don't know, dumb. but... <laughs> I mean, happy, happy, happily ever after. Right, like I'm, I'm, say, I'm, you're I'm very, very happily very married. married, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, in in that sense, I think, hey, girls, like lay a trap. You know, that can look all kinds of different ways. You know, and and you know, trip in front of him, or or just even you know, initiate, make a comment about his his tight fitting shirt and his oh, yeah, what His glorious
4: hair, like Caleb has on here. I'm just kidding, <laughs> but <laughs> um. um i wanted to add to that like sure i agree a lot of times for the guy to take that first move but i think anyone i've ever asked out like there was some indication of like oh we enjoy conversation Mm -hmm. or like we've Mm -hmm. talked you kind of are cool with hanging out with me being around me you're comfortable i'm comfortable whereas if i've been asked out by someone i've been around but they don't really look me in the eye we've never had a conversation and then they slide in my dms and it's like. Hey, let's get coffee. Let's get lunch. It's like, I, we've been to, around each other, and you don't even mm-hmm. look at me. But mm-hmm. over social media, you're willing to be like, yeah. "Hey, let's go for it." Right. Um, like much less. People. <laughs> in, exactly. Much less inclined to be like, "Yeah, I'd love to." Whereas, like, if you're at you know an event with someone, you click a little bit. You can kind of tell there's something there, especially for the guy. Like, if you are interested in someone. And you don't have a little bit of a vibe like okay they they're okay talking to me they're not avoiding me Mm -hmm. then you kind of get the guts to Mm
3: -hmm.
4: hey can i take you to dinner
3: Mm -hmm. well kind of off what caleb just said so okay so like they are talking to me they're not avoiding me i've seen girls do that before too this is one area that i feel like we need to be careful of as women is so we love the man to pursue. I love the man to be the one that's initiating and pursuing and taking the lead. Like it's so attractive. But mm. at the same time, I've seen women be like, Oh yeah, no, I need the man to be the one pursuing everything. So no, I didn't go over and talk to him. No, I didn't talk to him. It's like, mm. wait, you liked mm. him and you didn't right. go over and talk to him because you want him to be doing it. You just sent him all the signals that said you're not interested. Like, yeah, like right. guys yep. need the signals too. So right. like, and yep. I feel
0: like we can't also, read. We don't read the signals <laughs> thing, at all. Like, My wife will tell you, oblivious. like I, yeah, I'm especially the signals here. that
1: aren't signals. They're buried; like they're not even <laughs> yeah. visible. So, like no. you can't read the signal <laughs> yeah, of the, no. like something you can't see. Like we can't read minds. That's I think the, the key factor. No. And you cannot and read
3: interest minds. goes both ways in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like like yes, we want the guy to take the lead, but he wants to know you're interested in him too. So like right. I feel like expressing interest that can be anybody starting that. I think that's different than pursuit. Like initially expressing interest, either one can do that first. You can do that in various ways, whether you're complimenting them, whether you're just saying, Hey, even like Caleb said, Hey, like, I'd love to hang out sometime or just like, you know, compliment on their hairdo, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Like you can have that initial interest being expressed Mm -hmm. on either side, because both men and women should be taking an interest in each other. But then Mm -hmm. as you Delve into it, and you go okay. Now going on a second date, stuff like that. Let the man take the lead. Let him be the pursuer. Like he should definitely be the pursuer. But sometimes we take that pursuit so far back to be like, okay, so I'm the woman, so I can't express interest. I can't talk to him. I have to. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're doing yourself a disservice. Like it's two people. Mm You know, Mm -hmm.
1: two things I want to touch on on this is from a guy's perspective, Mm -hmm. a girl should show interest enough so that the guy at least gets the the feeling that if he goes and initiates, he won't be creepy. He won't be completely denied. Like like if he has enough of an understanding of the friendship or that relationship that already exists and he knows it wouldn't be creepy if he made a, a move, like that's a comforting thing to know that the person showed enough interest in me as a person to talk to me. To Like there's that foundation and that groundwork in place. But if you're completely blowing him off, he's going to be like, nah, she probably would think this is weird because – she doesn't even want to talk to me at all. Any like, Or there's just no connection there already. That would be even more of a bold step. And the one thing talking about who should make the first move. I think it's important that the guy makes it. Maybe it's not necessarily the first move. Because I think sometimes relationships can start off in weird ways. And maybe the guy doesn't make the first move. But I think the key is the guy needs to have skin in the game to say, I am making a choice to pursue because if the mm-hmm. girl only pursues the guy, yeah. then he can basically take the back seat and never make the decision to say, this is what I want to to commit myself to, to to under to have this understanding that I am pursuing. And what happens is if the guy doesn't do that, down the road, he's gonna be faced, say if that relationship continues to move forward, down the road, he's gonna face a decision to say, I need to sacrifice for this relationship because that is its foundation, that's what we're called to do as, as men in relationships is to sacrifice. Because that's what Christ did. He laid himself down for the church, right? And especially in marriage, mm-hmm. as men, like you're, you want to sacrifice for the relationship. Which I believe that's what we're called to do. That's what we're made to do. I think men, when we sacrifice for great causes, that really brings something out of us that is just we're, we're built for. And if a guy can skate by without ever making the decision to say, one day I will sacrifice for this. And, I, and again, that's a decision in the process of dating. And sometimes guys are like, man, this, this girl is is great. And that decision can kind of be maybe that first step to say, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ask her out. I'm going to go I'll walk up. And like he needs to put something on the line. Because if he doesn't, mm-hmm. when things are on the line down the road, he's gonna be like, "I never signed up for this. This this was never something mm. I wanted. Like this just fell into my lap. I'm out. I'm out." And that's where I think it's key yeah. is the guy bears a lot of the weight of the relationship because of the leadership aspect of it. And I'm not. And it, again, it's still 50-50 Like it's still e- equality in relationship. But there's something about the guy's role in the relationship that if he doesn't make that decision later on when it, it you know the whole relationship rests on that decision being made if he hasn't made it then it's a it's a it's a like a deciding factor for the health of the relationship
0: yeah and i think quite often when people address the question of of like who should make the first move usually in that conversation move is being defined differently by different people because mm-hmm. a move by one person might be considered making a move by asking that person out where another person might be the move of in initiating conversation you know i i don't think it's a problem for a a girl to initiate conversation you know but but as far Mm -hmm. as you know entering that relationship i think there's you know a lot of important points by joshua about you know why it's important for a guy to be the one to make the move of you know asking out on a date and putting himself out there on the line and you know i i think i think there's more fragility in, in a woman's heart for like how they can get crushed. And, and I, as a guy, I feel the need to protect that. And I feel like in society, that's something that we also need to have some focus on is, you know, we all need to be, be aware of who's having more difficulty with, let me, let me phrase it differently. Like who is, you know, where where the fragility is and Mm -hmm. you know, how men need to be brave enough and bold enough and be interested in somebody enough to put themselves out on the line and you know go out there and, and risk it so yeah and I there's think always definitely some good thoughts
2: and there's always like that thing of oh what are what are we or what like what are we doing you know there's that if, yeah. if it's not laid out of like what's happening like oh hey i would like to pursue you da, da, da. and you're just kind of like hanging out every day and let's say you've been date, you've been going to dinner and doing all kinds of stuff for like three months, and now the girl is like, oh my gosh, I think he really, really likes me. I'm telling her family, yeah, I have a boyfriend, but then the guy like never voiced no, that. Yeah. And then now, like when you introduce them to people, there's this weird confusion, and that doesn't reflect God either because God is not a God of confusion. And so I feel mm-hmm. like communication is super key, and like Josh said, just like voicing out like what's happening because... Yeah, later on, feelings are developing and all these things, but then something happens and the guy could just be like, well, I never said I never said anything. And so, yeah. It's, staying it, in a safe space. What's that?
0: Yeah, he, he's just staying in a safe space.
2: Right, exactly.
1: I would like to get Caleb's thoughts on this because we're kind of touching on w- what we think men should do in dating. And I want to get his opinion cause since we're kind of touching on that.
4: Yeah. I mean, in general, with the initiation point, like I agree with Tom that it doesn't matter if it's the guy or the girl that initiates, whether that's starting the conversation, showing a little bit of interest. Generally, like like I coach high school guys and if they're like interested in someone, I'm like, you need to do something about it. Like you need to go ask her out, like ask her to go get ice cream, whatever it is. It's just, like she's waiting for you to do that. Like if she's showing interest, it's it's your turn now. And then as far as like defining the relationship, I have always felt like, okay, I need to bring that conversation up. Like, I shouldn't wait until the, hey, what are we? And it's difficult. Like, I don't care how close you are, what you feel from the other person. It's hard to, like, have that conversation. You have great times together. You go out to dinner. You guys laugh. Everything's awesome. And for myself, like, two years ago, I was divorced. And so getting back into the dating scene was like, Hey, do you want to go to dinner? Yeah. We have a great time. Everything's good. Immediately. I'm like, I need to define things. Mm. And, uh, like the girl I'm dating now, we went on, we went to dinner twice. And on the second date I was like, Hey, I'm leaving for a road trip for a few months. I don't even know if I'm coming back. Uh, I just want to be clear that we're like, we're friends. Like we haven't established anything and I don't want to lead you the wrong way.
1: It's good.
4: And she understood and everything was good. Um, came back from the road trip and I was like, hey, I still want to see you. My emotions and my heart's not in the right place yet. I don't feel like I can commit to pursuing you in like a dating relationship yet. Yeah. And that's just all the stuff I'm going through, but continuing to have that conversation and like forcing yourself out of your comfort zone. And I'm, I'll am i admit like there were times the conversation needed to be had again. And I was like, no, nah, we decided we're just friends. Let's just wait. But we were going to dinner and we were still, we were dating. We were exclusive, but we weren't calling it that for a while. And I think it worked out how it needed to. We both mm-hmm. were working through past relationships and different things, but it's it's continuing to have the hard conversation. And when I didn't, for a long period of time, I felt like I had dropped the ball. Like it was my responsibility to continue to be like, hey, where are we now? Because yeah. in my mind, I was like, I want to date her eventually. I don't know how soon or what point when my heart's gonna be ready for that. Whereas she was like, I don't think he ever wants to date me. I think he's just wants to like do this hanging out, having fun thing and until we had that conversation, had multiple conversations. Yeah. You know, did things That's change? True. Yeah. But clair- I wish I had sorry, go ahead.
1: No, I was gonna say clarity, right? You're you're touching on clarity and how important it yeah. is for guys to give the clarity that women are looking for in the relationship. And I and think it's good to over-clarify when you can. It's not like mm-hmm. I, that's mm-hmm. needed. And yet, I don't think it takes away from maybe the romantic relationship side of things or any of that, because it's so needed to have the relationship. I think some people kind of be they're act in a way where it's like oh I want to be mysterious or I want to just kind of let it happen it's like that will eventually kill the relationship because you're going to be having two different relationships there's two people and they both think they have two different relationships because they're not on the same page
4: right and, and I will say like once we had had the conversation a couple times I would go back to what she had said previously it's like okay yeah she's cool with just being friends for right now and you know, a few months go by and I'm just holding on to the last conversation and she's doing the same and we're not having the conversation. And as much as I took the responsibility on myself, like she even said was like, I could have easily brought up the conversation myself. I had questions and I wasn't sure where you were at. And I should have asked you, where do you see this going? And we both continued to avoid not wanting it. And so as much as I generally would take the responsibility as the guy, I don't think there's any reason the girl shouldn't feel free to be like, hey, where are you? Where yeah. are we? What's going on here? Because you have just as much right to guide the relationship in the direction you see it going or not going. Absolutely.
0: Like a girl shouldn't be like dragged along into nothing. You know, I right. think if there are questions, then they need to be addressed. But at the same time, it's our job as as men to make sure that there is clarity in that, that we're being clear about our intentions and you know and how we're feeling about where we are and where things are going you know and if you're if you're asking that before the girl has to be the one to initiate the conversation i think that's that's an important place to be yeah absolutely
3: a perfect relationship doesn't exist yeah Yeah. exactly it doesn't yeah that's what i was going to say josh because it's like We can sit here and we can clearly say all right this is what the guys are supposed to do this is what the women are supposed to do and it's like yes it's great i love it if the guy sits there and is super clear and defines the relationship and has all those conversations you do want that like okay if you're a guy go do those things but if you're a woman and you're in a relationship with someone and they're not doing those things you don't want to just sit there and be like, okay, I'm just waiting for him to do his job. It's like, you have to speak up and say, hey, you know what? Like I'm needing clarity on this, or can we, you know, like you have to have that communication and talk about things. So like, I think that's really important that we don't get so stuck in like what the roles are that everybody's supposed to have, that we don't speak up when somebody's not quite meeting us where they need to meet us. Because at the end of the day, we're, you know, men and women we're trying our best in this whole dating thing and so the person you're dating is not always going to hit the nail on the head and do their role perfectly so you might sometimes need to you know speak up and express what you're feeling too you know
4: yeah i would agree with that it's like communication is a two-way street all Mm -hmm. the way through like Mm -hmm. you can't say it's the guy's role to do this portion of communication Mm -hmm. and it's the woman's to do this portion like if, if anything needs to be said or f- is felt on either side, it should be said.
3: Yeah, it's both people yeah. Are involved, yeah.
4: And now can a guy, you know,
0: speaking of guys that are, you know, striking a conversation or or making that first move, you know, uh, how would would you say that guys can come on too strong? Like, what does that look like?
1: I think coming on too strong is the perspective of the girl because <laughs> – yeah the guy can do of course yeah maybe a guy should be careful but that is i think a perspective of the girl receiving what the guy is doing because i think sometimes a girl might be like oh he's coming on too strong and other times she might be a different girl might be like oh he's not trying hard enough or he's not coming out like it's the it's gonna be based on what is the expectation of the guy in that situation right And and that comes from the girl's perspective which Everyone's going to have different views on that. So I think as a guy, you need to understand who you're pursuing to, to try yeah. to understand. Because like, everyone's going to have a different viewpoint. So if you just have the same way to pursue every girl, then you're going to get a million different responses to the way you pursue. Because there's, everyone's different. So I think there's wisdom in how you should pursue. But though I always, I always yeah. go back to this, especially in church nowadays. A lot of times you're going to get two different responses if you go after a girl. It's either he's like the knight in shining armor or he's the creepiest guy I've ever met. Because yeah. of the expectations, <laughs> yeah. it's not the guy doing it, it's the it's what is perceived by like the girl who um the guy's pursuing. So, as a guy, I believe um this goes back to the guy making the first move that we're we're made to face rejection. We're made to to mm-hmm. To try something, ask someone out, get shot down, and, and get up and move on. Because I think the way our identity, like we don't connect our failures to our our, our identity, our being. Like if, we, if I mess up or if I get rejected, I'm not going to say that was me. They rejected me. I'm going to think I, they rejected what I did. And I think oftentimes women can take, take rejection and say they rejected who I was as a person like yeah. my identity is and and that's so that's why I think it's if you're a girl hopefully the guy pursues you because he can handle the rejection cuz he's going to if he's healthy he's going to say they didn't reject me I just you know I I need to walk work through this and figure out you know I, I can move on because I think in the dating relationships and and pursuit guys can handle that just because of the way they face rejection again I don't have a lot of studies in that but just the way Like, I think we really connect with rejection. Uh, Men and women deal with it differently, and men can kind of separate it from who they are sometimes um, just because we're more performance-based and try to, like, work on bettering what we did rather than who we are.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I didn't even think about this when I had asked the initial question, but you mentioned about, you know, a girl might look at uh, one thing is coming on too strong, another it might resonate much better with. I mean, and... And I honestly wasn't even thinking of this, but it's like, okay, my first date with Larissa. I took her to LA for our first date. Like, (laughs) thank you, Caleb. Like, for 99.999% of women, that would have probably been coming on too strong. But it was like, I mean, in in my weird way of thinking, it was like, this is what makes sense. And at the same time, in the concept of, of rejection... Uh, as Josh was talking about as well, as we sh- we should be able to we should be able to take it. We should have our hearts in the right place where we should be comfortable with rejection, because if we're looking to a relationship, looking to be fulfilled by it, and feeling the need for a relationship versus you know pursuing what God wants for us, you know we sh- we should face the rejection and be like, all right, like that, that's not what God wanted from us. I'm, I'm okay with that. And, you know, I had to have my heart in the right place where if Larissa wasn't interested in getting to know me, I was, I know my heart was in a good place where it's like, okay, like if, if she's not interested, then I'll go back to being single. And, and I know God has an awesome plan for me in that. So those are definitely some, some
4: important key parts of that. For, Brianna and Jelaine, have you experienced someone coming on too strong and like what did that look like just in case people who are listening or looking to ask someone out or they're like really into somebody in case they have like a definitely don't do this or here's how yeah. I would prefer?
5: Oh, go ahead, Brianna.
3: <laughs> I was, no, you're good.
5: I was going to say,
3: I don't know that I've experienced the initial somebody, you know, expressing their interest to you as being too strong. The one area that I have felt sometimes is too strong is if, like, okay, so as the woman, if you say, oh, you know, like, no, like, this isn't something I'm looking for, I don't see it's the right fit,
5: mm-hmm.
3: and then the guy keeps going, and I've, I've had this discussion with people before, because mm-hmm. it's like, all right, how much the guy needs to pursue, so how much should he go after what he wants? But I've had that happen a couple times where it's like, where, as the woman, you've expressed like, okay, you know what, this isn't the right fit for me, and then the guy keeps going. And then you feel Mm. like, okay, wait, he didn't hear me. Let me try to say it again. And he keeps going. And that's when it can get to be a little bit, um, at least I feel like... And I've been
0: that guy before.
3: Well, you know what? That's the thing. I
0: feel like like
3: a lot of guys have, like I was having this discussion with people on my page once. A lot of guys are like, well, you see all these old couples and these old couples will be like, oh, she said no to me the first 10 times I asked her out, but I didn't give up and we've been married 70 years. And it's like, (laughs) that's a valid point. But like, So I I don't (laughs) know where the line is in that. And I'm sure it's like a different perspective for the guys and the girls. Cause that has been something that I've experienced before. They've been like, okay, like that's too strong. Like if somebody's telling you no and you're still going, like, all right, now you're just disrespecting them. But I think that might be something that guys have a different viewpoint on. I don't. What's what's your viewpoint on it?
2: Uh, okay. So, for mine is a little bit different than like what you had shared, like coming on too strong. I've had somebody who ex, they expressed their um, interest in me. And I'm just, and I was interested back, and I was like, yay, you know, like super happy, and you know, it's all cute. But then, um, they, it, they started s- saying like, just physical stuff already, and I'm like, yeah, and yeah. And I grew up very like, you know, sheltered, and again, I'm very traditional, and I'm like, uh, oh, like we haven't even gone on a date. What's going on? And I've had to tell him mm-hmm. like, I actually don't feel comfortable talking about that and he's just like well i just thought you would be flattered because like don't does don't you feel like i'm super attracted to you and i'm like "Uh, i'm just i can you just like pull back just a whole lot (laughs) of it because it's just it's a lot of it was just too much and again we've never even gone on a date and he hasn't expressed that he wanted to pursue me he was just like i'm just very attracted to you and da da and i just want to do this and this and i'm like ah i i am overwhelmed and i'm kind of scared so <laughs> it kind of turned from this like oh this is like cute like you're interested to now it's turning like creepy because again we there's no foundation of friendship that was established it was just immediate like I'm physically attracted and blah, 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 blah. And um, so I'm like, whoa, there, buckaroo, you know, (laughs) that was a little too strong and it didn't end well. I've had to like distance myself because yeah, it was, It was just like a lot Um, like there was a time I I wasn't feeling good and he's like, oh, I'll go over to your house and I'll take you to the ER. And I'm like, ah, like after you've expressed all the like the physical stuff, I'm let me call another friend, you know. And again, (laughs) he probably had good intentions. He probably did want to like take me to the ER and like take care of me. But again, after voicing out just such, you know, just the physical stuff already, I'm like, I want to guard my heart. Myself, I don't know if I want to be alone with you. And again, we're there's no friendship that was established yet, and there's no yeah. trust. I don't, need, you know. And so I'm like, yeah, that was too, yeah, it's just too much. But Loki, I was kind of like blinded by him expressing, well, I'm a Christian and I'm this and this. And so, so there's that, you know, factor. But again, it's yeah, just being careful, like being the recipient of being like a person can't just wear Christianity as a label. And then we're like, Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. You know? So yeah,
3: that's my story. That's that's a perfect summary. That's, I think that goes exactly like, that answers Caleb's question exactly as far as like, okay, what can guys do? That's like, Whoa, that like, just be respectful <laughs> at the beginning. Like, just yeah. be, like, like it's okay if you want to kindly come oh, you have a beautiful smile. That's fine. But let's not get too, like, right off the bat into the super flirtatious, the, you know. Right pick up lines that are a little bit questionable it's just you want to keep it respectful at the beginning when you sit there and try to come in like Mr. Charming with this funny pickup line you found on the internet like <laughs> yeah. you can be like Ugh. <laughs> you know like especially when you get into that physical realm thing you you just kind of sometimes that I feel like can very often put a bad taste in someone's mouth from the beginning you know yeah
0: yeah <laughs> like can you girls sense desperation
3: yeah I feel like that's kind of like it, <sighs> like kind of what Jelaine was just saying where it's like, you know, like, oh, I'll come do this for you. And I can do this. Well, you know, that just like, or also like what I was talking about where it's like, you say no. And they're like, okay, please reconsider. Like, okay, no. Well, all right. Well, well, we just want to, I just want to be friends. No, you know, like like, (laughs) Mm
5: -hmm.
3: that. I read that as desperation. However, I have had very interesting conversations with people online Coming from like more like the guy's perspective, where they're like, "Oh no, like I just take that." This is like me trying to like really shoot my shot. That, yeah, I don't know. You said Tom that you've done that before, right? Where it's been like she says no, and you just keep trying. Yeah,
0: yeah, just like being adamant about it. Feeling like, oh, like girls need to feel pursued, and
5: yeah. you know, I need
0: to keep moving forward. But you know, a lot of that was you know a sense of, of desperation, and, and and you know, kind of reverts back to the unhealthy attitude I had towards singleness for a long time and I mean thank goodness I was able to shake that in time because my wife has the nose of a bloodhound and she would have sensed that desperation from like miles away so and and she's even said like if she had one sense of me being desperate like she'd be like nope peace see ya I'm out like not into it at all so I think this it's important to you know have have that comfortable level of like okay like this is where God has me right now I'm okay with that and I'm going to shoot my shot. And if God wants me to, uh, you know, if if God has plans for me to stay single, if she's not interested, then I'm, I mean, I'll have to be comfortable with that. And even even Larissa, she she didn't necessarily uh, turn me down because, like, when we initially uh, we had initially met and we were just constantly texting and we were talking. And she she was back in New York, I was in Pennsylvania. We were just kind of chatting that way. And then she moved down to Lancaster, and we hung out the first night that she was down and, and I told her cause you know, I wanted to have some clarity on, on where we were because she, she seemed very interested and I wanted to make sure I wasn't being let on cause that had happened to me in the past. I, I'd been kind of burned by that. And so I wanted, want to get clarity. I let her know where I was at and I was hoping to find, you know, where she was at and, and she didn't say she wasn't interested. She said, you know, I just feel like right now, I do want to focus on just being friends. You know, I, I don't want to be getting into a relationship right now. And so then then on the flip side of that, you know, we remained in communication. I wasn't hurt by that. Uh, instead of, you know, just kind of moving on and just bailing from, from our friendship, I had a new perspective. I had a new comfortable level of singleness. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'm... I'm totally okay with that and whether it's as friends or in a in a relationship I'm interested in just getting to know you and getting to know who you are and being friends with you and and so like and that and that did end up working we continued talking we continued building our our foundation and and then like later that night I did tell her I was like you know sooner or later we're going to have to join forces or one of us is bound to become the villain so that's you know part of part of how that conversation looked but yeah, I mean that's uh, yeah that's that's where you know that's why it's so important. That's why I do this podcast. I, I want people to have their heart in the right place, mm-hmm. you know. So that way, if if they're going to be pursuing a relationship, that's not something they're looking at for for their foundation. I, I hope to help people to to have a healthy. Perspective towards singleness. I, I want them to enjoy their singleness, and if God calls them in a relationship, I want their heart to be in the right place going into that, and their heart to be in the right place if if they're called out of that, or or if it looks like it's going to happen, then it doesn't happen. So, yeah, a lot of you know it, it comes down to the heart, you know, where how much you're you're trusting in God, and you know, I've had several conversations about this on the podcast. For me, it was screaming and kicking. I didn't want to surrender. My desire for marriage to the Lord until, until finally He just you know forced me into it, and I'm so glad He did. Other people they're able to just surrender it and trust God with it. Others they're they they, they still bring it to the Lord, and, and they they're not able to completely surrender. But they're like God, like please help help me to surrender to you, help me to trust you mm-hmm. with with where I'm going. And so I, I think it's important to have have your heart in the right place, you know, going into it.
2: I like, like I know I have my moments of like, oh my gosh, I want like the cutie moments and all these things, but I, I think that it is very very possible to enjoy your singleness. Um, and I've had people ask me, well, what can I do to like, I don't know, while I'm single, what what can I do to kind of fill up that time? And for me, I think like when we dive into the the God given passions and desires he's put in our hearts that and you sharpen that like for example I love studying the word of God and trust me like when you when you study you could be there for for a good few hours and just sharpening that that you know your your knowledge in that and um sharpening other hobbies and skills that you have I think that uh, that'll definitely take up the time and you're enjoying it because it's all for the glory of God, and it's those gifts He's given you. And also, when you meet people who are a who are like passionate about something, it's so attractive because you know they're like, oh, well, this. When I'm reading Leviticus or whatever, da, 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 da. like for me, if I if I hear someone who's like, oh, I'm diving into Leviticus, and did you know that blah 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 blah? I'm just like, oh shoot, this person is like really like well versed in this. And I'm not saying you have to be a whole you know, theologian or apologist to, to be able, you know, to talk about these things and, and, and be attractive or whatever. But I think having that humility and the willingness to want to learn and to dive into your passions, but your God given passions, I I mean, humility is uh, to me, like one of the most attractive things because, you know, you're, it gives a lot of space for God to, to show off when you're humble. But, yeah, I think that there's so there are so many ways to to enjoy the singleness and yeah there's just so much to learn about God like whenever i'm I'm re- reading the Bible like just when I think, oh, I think I've kind of figured it out, not at all like I'm barely scratching the <laughs> surface of of who he is, but I think that when the, we take the time to learn and study the Word of God on our own, it's um I don't know it, it, you, kind of gain new levels of confidence and courage and completion and who you are as a person. Uh, like the other day, the other night, my friends and I went like two-step dancing. It was so much fun. I was so nervous at first because I'm like, <laughs> I didn't come with a partner. This is so embarrassing. But it turns out there's other people there who didn't come with partners. And the guys are all like outside of the circle and the girls are inside the circle and you're kind of paired up with you your cross, and then after a few steps that they teach you you shift or the women shift and then you know now you're with a new partner and then after you know when the the class is over the whole dance place open up and everyone can just dance and i realized that um it's it's the funnest to dance with the guys who know how to lead and not because they're, like, dancing with the stars status, but it's because I saw them at the class. Like, they were humble enough to know that, okay, I do need help. I want to learn. There's that willingness to learn. And also, I took my my time to learn also on my own because, like, if I learn how to, like, properly follow and yield to the person leading, then we become this well-oiled machine. And it's, like, it's more fun that way. Even if we're messing up, we're just laughing but if I'm just like, no, I want to lead, and he's mm. like, well, I'm also trying to lead, and then it becomes frustrating for both of us. Or if yeah. I'm, if I didn't take the time to learn, and I'm just like, well, I'll just follow your lead, whatever. Just like he's flinging me about, and then I become dead weight to him, and then that mm-hmm. becomes frustrating for him too. And then I'm like, well, wh- wait, where are we going? You know. So yeah, hopefully that's making sense. But I feel like yeah, when we dive into. Um, learning and and studying the word of God and becoming, taking the time to become whole in him, becoming complete in him. There's that, uh, that'll definitely take time. And, and it's enjoyable Mm -hmm. because you're doing it with God.
5: No,
0: absolutely. I love that analogy. That's really good. Now I am curious from each of you, like, what is your, what is your best advice towards singles who are wanting to date? Whether they're like, not that there's necessarily a person that is, they're interested in, like, but if they, if they want to be in a relationship and they're not in a relationship, like, what's your advice for them?
3: I would say just don't let your fear get in the way of you actually, like, taking steps and actually... Taking that risk of wanting to put yourself out there and getting to know people. Because I feel Mm -hmm. like um, it's so, I mean, we just had a whole conversation about rejection and how that's like, it's one of those things like, okay, how do you deal with rejection? Is your heart in the right place for it? And I feel like at the end of the day, we can put so much emphasis on, okay, dating and is it going to lead to marriage and how's this going to turn out that you almost, you just kind of miss the process of it all like dating is a process of figuring things out so even if you get into a dating relationship or you on one date or two dates it's not this high stakes thing like okay I'm gonna go on a date and I need to know is this someone I'm gonna marry what if they don't like me you don't need to figure all that out like yeah I just feel like we go in with like this high stakes mentality when really like even rejection that we talked about it's it's not this end of the world thing like it's a matter of two people saying hey are we a good match and you might one person might decide you know what it's not a good match that's not a rejection on you that's not saying you're not a good person that's not saying the next person's not going to like you one person or the other person or maybe both will have to realize you know at some point when rejection occurs that's just one person saying hey you know what the match isn't right. And that's okay. That's why you were dating. That's the process of dating. So if we're mm-hmm. so afraid to date, cause it's like, well, what if, what if, you know, this person rejects me? That's okay. Then that, that was just that person figuring out first. Oh yeah, this wasn't the right match. Okay. Then you go out and see if the next person's the right match. And like, well, I've done that 20 times. Yeah. Okay. So then those weren't the right match. You just got 20 answers then 20 answers. Yeah, they were all it? the answer. No, but you got 20 answers. So if we just go into it with that mindset, instead of trying to think like, you know, you've got a make this relationship work no you don't does it work be yourself let them be themselves and see do you together find that you're a match and just I think sometimes we can just get so caught up in all the pressure of it but I think it just needs to not be such a terrifying thing it needs to be as simple as saying hey I want a date let me put myself in a position to meet people here's an opportunity let's see if we're a match and you don't have to tie yourself into what the outcome is you know it's just yeah I don't think it has to be as stressful as we make it you know
0: yeah, I think we do put too much pressure on it. Yeah. Like I think it should be a totally okay thing to just have have a casual date of, of testing the water, seeing if it makes sense, getting to know somebody on a deeper level than just like a brief conversation. And and I think, you know, we all need to be careful of like the expectations on on that as well going into it. Not not expecting too much because that can cause too much pressure as well. But I think that's you know, something that we need to in a way maybe bring back a little bit is, you know, bring back the low pressure of, Hey, let's, let's go carbobites eat. Let's go, let's go bowling. Let's go rock climbing. Let's, you know, just go do some casual and, uh, and, and just, just hang out on a, on our own.
3: Yeah. And I heard someone say once, like, all you need to know at the end of a first day is would I want to do that again. And that's, yeah. that's, that's super helpful. Not like, okay, am I going to marry them? Did they like me? Did mm-hmm. I just, okay. Would I like to do that again? And if you would and they would, there you go, you do it again. If one of cool. you says, you know what, no, that's okay too. Now you just go on and you try the next one. Like, it's it's okay. It doesn't have to be such a terrifying process, you know.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: How about you, Caleb? What do you got?
4: Yeah, no, I agree with everything you said. If somebody who's looking to date or starting to date, like, good luck and have fun because mm-hmm. there's no rules that work for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like... When I started dating my ex-wife, it was like I had all the boxes checked, everything that, you know, I was supposed to do based on all the sermons, all the books, everything else. It was like, okay, everything clean cut. We did it all. Let's get married. You know, let's get married. I'm divorced. And, yeah. you know, there's no clear way. Tom asked his wife. Girl or not even girlfriend yet to go to California on the first date, and here mm-hmm. he is 10 like, years later, still married. Yeah, like there's no rules that work in every situation, every person's mm-hmm. different. Like, you know, the quote, No man can ever step in the same river twice because it's not the same river, and nor is he the same man. Is it's like every relationship, every person is different. Like, you're going to be in multiple relationships most of the time, and you're a different person than you were in the last one, so are they. And so every single time is like, good luck, have fun. Yeah,
2: I think at the end of the day, it is uh, just making sure because I understand like we all have desires we ought not act on. So sometimes we have you know we're like oh man I not want to date and all these things, but at the end of the day, I think we have to always come back to God and be like Lord, what do you think? Like am I. Because there have been times when I'm like, I think I'm ready. And I'm like, Lord, I think I'm ready. Bring it on. And then he'll (laughs) highlight something to me that, you know, that says I may not be ready just yet, even though I have that desire, that desire. A lot of times our desires are not aligned with his or like, you know, the timing and all these things. So and also what Brianna and Josh had kind of talked about earlier, just making sure that we don't attach ourselves to our failures if we get rejected and that can only come from finding completion in our identity in God because for me if i if someone rejects me like a few years ago if someone had like would reject me i would magnify that in my mind and i would think i'm just like the worst and i'm like oh my gosh i'm so undateable. i i, I suck as a person but the more i you know i've deepened my relationship with God now i'm able to kind of easily brush off those rejections and, and I can come back to God and be like, okay, Lord, I'm still, I'm still your daughter. That rejection doesn't mean, doesn't make me less of a person. And so again, finding that completion in God, it, like if, if you're wanting to cause also again, we might have areas in our lives that God's like, well, I'm still working on this part. You still need healing on this part and, and all these things. So Yeah. We may want to date and there's nothing wrong with that with that desire. God placed that desire in our hearts to to wanna be loved and to love somebody. But I think going back to him to kinda check on <laughs> check in with our main therapist is, is a good it's a good way to, to kinda get things, you know, kinda situated.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Anything attack on to that, Josh? Oh, yeah. Uh
1: so I'll try to keep it <laughs> short. I feel like that is such a loaded question at times because Again, kind of piggybacking off of everything. You, there's no right or wrong answer to these questions on how to do it. I think like number one would be don't try to figure out the process of how dating works and how it's going to work out for you. Because you know, on the outside looking in, you could put two people next to each other and one person's dating and one person's not. And you're like, well, that person is dating and they don't seem like they should be ready for dating. And that person's not like... We need to trust God's timing that this isn't a, yeah. we have to earn a relationship. Um, it doesn't work that yeah. way. Like we're not out here trying to earn a relationship and dating. I think that's the one thing is if we treat it in that way, then when we don't have a relationship, we're going to feel less than the people that do. And for me, I've learned it's in God's hands. And if, if I'm a unique individual and that there's no one else like me, Then my path is going to be in along that same line. That what God has for me is unique. I don't need to compare to anyone else. Again, I can look at what other people do and maybe say, "Hey, it could be similar." But I know that I have three siblings, and I am definitely not follow the path that all three of them have because they're all married at this point. They all kind of fell under the same date one person, marry them almost, or date two people, and just like they didn't go on this long stretch of dating or anything like that. And for me, it's like I need to stay true to myself and I need to stay true to what God's called me to. And those two things play into how I date. I have to be realistic and say, okay, you know, God, should I date this person? And sometimes it's very clear, like, I might be interested, but I can see all the red flags, but I'm pushing them in the closet. Like, I need to be real Mm -hmm. with God and say, I know I shouldn't go after that person because it's not what God has for me. Um, So you have to be real with God and say, okay, Lord, I give you final veto power on the relationships. I Mm -hmm. remember I had a um, when I was right out of high school and and starting college, there was someone I was really interested in. And I badly wanted to pursue and I prayed and almost begged God and Really, it was like I could have just pursued like we, we hung out a couple times, but deep down I didn't have the peace. So I was fighting with God for the peace that I didn't have and thank God it didn't work out. Just, you know, that's how life works. And and it was, looking back, it's hindsight 2020. So you have to be real with God. And, and the second thing is be real with yourself. Because I think oftentimes we can put up this version of ourselves that we want other people to be interested in, to try to attract the person we're interested in, to say, hey, here here's me. Like, rather than just being ourselves and then going, like, like, being confident in in pursuing people because i think we're fearful of people rejecting the real version of ourselves but we only want to be in relationships where we can be the real version of ourselves so we shouldn't hide that and we should be willing to accept the rejection from the people that aren't interested in that because what happens is you start filtering out a lot of people that aren't interested in you faster when you're, you're confident in who you are you're confident in what you want and what's going to happen is you're going to eventually find that other person that's say, man, I really am interested in you because you're just you and you're confident in that. You're not trying to be a whole bunch of different people. So I think like, you have to be real with God to, to really filter out the red flags that are enticing, but you know that they're going to just end with um, bad relationships. And you got to be real with yourself and put your real self out there to say, hey, this is who I am, and, and just grow in that and be like, this is what I'm looking for. And then it's a lot easier to find another person who can really uplift you being you rather than a version of you that they accepted early on dating because that's what you portrayed to them again you definitely take pressure off yourself the worst thing you can do is be another version of yourself to get in a relationship and live that out for the rest of your life like i would rather be unapologetically myself while single than have to like lower my standards or compromise with who i am just to get a relationship because eventually that's going to leave me empty and, and worn out anyways. Mm-hmm. So um, be you, right? It's the classic, like, um, be you. There's the only, that's the only version that exists out there. Don't be a copycat of someone else. Like, be you and and hopefully you find someone that loves you for being you. And then that's, I think, a foundation of a great relationship too, because you're not going to be stepping on on needles trying to figure out like, oh, does this person like this part about me? Again, you should probably like, you know, go slow. Don't be like completely weird and and like show them every weird thing about you right off the bat. Because some mm-hmm. sometimes it takes a little bit to love people and all their quirks. Um, but but yeah. don't hide everything about you. And then the person's like, "Who in the world are you?" Like we're on the you know whatever third date, and you're like, "I don't even know who you are." Um, or we're we're dating, and I don't even know this stuff about you. So don't be fearful of of you being you. Um, I think that's a lot a lot of the. Um, the steps that can lead to unhealthy relationships is when you're just fear fearful of that, of being yourself.
2: I do have a question for for the guys because Josh had brought up like you were wanting to pursue this girl but you just didn't have peace in your heart. So because I've had guy friends ask me this question but I'm like, I don't know how to answer. I'm not a guy. But uh, whenever you are like enticed by or you're just in awe of like you know this girl but there's no peace in your heart but they seem to check all the boxes but god hasn't given you that peace how do you like what tips can you give to to those who like like i I don't have peace but like but i really really like you like again there are like enticing things how can they i guess stop themselves from continuing to pursue because there's no peace there
4: yeah i mean if you're if you already don't have peace and you're heading into something where you want to build something new you're building it on really crappy foundation mm-hmm. and so like in until you have that peace within yourself you shouldn't try to carry that to someone else like whether you're in relationship as a friend with someone a close friend you're leading into dating if you're uncomfortable feeling whether that's from god or from your own stuff you're trying to deal with before you get into a relationship like if you want to care for someone as best as you can, like build that solid foundation, whatever that looks like. If that's, you know, turning to God and surrendering, whatever it is, or dealing with your own personal stuff, whatever form, like it's worth taking the time. Because say it is, you know, this great person you really care about and you want to build something with them, a relationship and move forward. You want to do that as solidly as possible. Yeah, I think that answered your question. (laughs)
2: Because I know me. that it's so easy to just pick up the phone and text them, but then that mm. could, you know what I mean. So uh, I would always tell my friends, uh, accountability partner. That's you know, yeah. call them. Mm. So I guess practical steps. I guess because I understand that we all could pray. We we definitely can pray about it, but I guess practical steps on how to like not continue to entertain.
1: You know, I would those thoughts. I, I, for me the idea around peace the way I've really seen it in my life not around just dating, just a lifestyle of peace and following God in general right I don't think we need to treat dating any different than we treat uh, treat how to uh, pray about and find that job that you believe God you know wants in your life or I remember when I was praying when I was buying a house I was praying Lord help me to find the right house that is a like it's the same way in dating. are you giving it solely to God? Because are, are you going to before him and praying about it and putting it in his hands and trusting him that he will lead you? So I think with dating, if you're seeking peace about a relationship, you really need to make sure that it's completely in God's hands. Like I remember when, when I was back in the day when I was praying about that relationship, I already had my idea of what I wanted to happen. And I was fighting God for that rather than really focusing and seeing. Like I already had my main, mind made up. And then I was trying to make sure God was on the same page with me rather than coming from a place of like maybe before that I wasn't focusing as much on what God had for me overall. So like my lack of peace was this misalignment. If we like and again peace is a like God wants us to follow him daily. Um, And I've even seen in past relationships how I've had peace to maybe start dating someone. But it only lasted for a certain amount of time. And I really see how God grew me in that and he used that but then there was a time when i remember there's a relationship where we mutually broke up on the same day it was just like a god thing and after that like god gave me the peace to do that and then after that i was like i didn't want to break up like i i want i still want that relationship so there's these moments where we have to be willing to trust god in the day-to-day and if you want to do that so if you have a relationship, if you're a guy and you have a relationship in mind and you want to figure out if you should pursue it or not, are you going to God daily with with praying about just what, everything in life? Are you Do you understand how God leads you in a peaceful way towards what he has for you? Like, Do you understand how he gives you peace to walk out the path he has for you? If you don't have that in every area of your life, how can you just all of a sudden have it in dating? And that's where... You have to focus on, okay, God, what should I do today? And, and really, it's a daily thing. Maybe it's, it feels like one day it's like, oh, maybe I should pursue this someone. And it ends up being you talk to them or, or you do something. And then the next day you don't have peace. It's a dangerous thing, too, because we're dealing with emotions and feelings to try to understand all of this. And really, I think if you give God the final say, he will use that. I've always given God this closed-door Policy in in relationships where God, if you want to close the door, and end this relationship, it is in your power. I've seen closed doors, and I've been mad that they've closed. Mm -hmm. But that's where I need to trust God that when He closes a door, it's from Him, and then when He leaves a door open, eventually it will be a a door that I should walk through, rather than me like just playing this game and fighting and all that stuff. So there's I don't. It's the practical steps for that are follow God daily because the day that he wants you to pursue someone and you have peace to do it, then it'll be clear. Um, or the, or throughout the the time, the t- like the moments that he wants you to do something, it will in a sense be clear to you because you understand how God leads you. But again, that's such a, I, I, I couldn't explain to you how I've gotten to this point in my life, like specifically, but I've seen how God's peace has led me even when I'm anxious, even when I, you know, trying to figure things out or I feel completely lost, somehow God gets the final say and he gets me to where I need to go. And and dating I think is, you know, as I'm walking through, you know, these steps myself is I need to trust God that the things I do day to day, if He has someone out there for me and I'm praying for that and, and that's a desire in my heart, that I just need to follow him with my entire life rather than picking one area and just like really just going and bringing it before him and say, God, what do I do here? What do I do here? Um, He's going to work it out in the grand scheme of everything, but it's like a combined, I have to do that in every area of my life. And eventually God will make sense of it, but not a, it's, it's a hard thing to practically walk out some days, but that's where God forces us to walk with him.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Did anybody else have questions that they felt like they wanted to wanted to bring into this that maybe they haven't had the chance to ask yet
2: i'm i have something but i'm trying to formulate it so in my mind okay someone i'll go for it
3: well someone had just asked me this recently and i thought it was a really good question um she was saying oh like you know a relationship is something i want so badly she's like how do i not get like She's like, I want to be intentional and putting myself out there and dating, but how do I not get consumed by it? And I thought that was a great question Mm. because that's very – that's true. I've experienced that before where it's like you're like, okay, well, everything I do then will be, you know, revolved around, you know, making sure that I'm trying to meet people or, you know. So, yeah, what are your thoughts on that question?
0: I mean, I would say something that I've been saying lately is it is easy to – idolize even a godly marriage and so you know having it in the right place uh you know wanting it is totally okay but you want to make sure it's not something that you are idolizing and you know you can take steps in that direction but you need to make sure you're, you're trusting god above all things and that's that's like such a such a tricky line to go with honestly I mean, because I I know I went from one end of the the spectrum completely to the other without experiencing the the in-between, the in-between of, you know, rebounding back from my extremes of, okay, like, I'm okay with being single for the rest of my life, and, like, I'm totally chill with that, you know, rebounding to, okay, I've been single for for a while, I've been comfortable with it, and I'm still trusting God with it, but uh, a relationship would be nice, you know, about now, like, and, and so that's hard for me to speak to exactly because I think that's a healthy place to be. I think it's, you know, healthy to, to still want those things, but then, you know, you're, you're walking that fine line of, of trusting God versus idolizing something, which like there, there is a balance in there and there's a, there's a healthy way to go about it. And for everybody, it looks different, but for, for me, I, I have trouble speaking to that as far as walking, walking down that fine line.
4: Um, personally for like any goal or any desire I've had in my adult life, it's like, I tend to want to make one thing like my total focus. I want to put everything in that basket and just run after it. And over the past couple of years, like the way more effective way to do things is like address what I want most be aware of it and, uh, kind of present that to God and surrender. But then it's like daily doing one thing, work towards whatever it is that i want and so if that's like considering dating you know you want the relationship as it's like today i'm going to address how i want to be a better boyfriend when it comes to it or today i'm going to spend only five minutes on my dating website or whatever it is take one step a day towards what you want but don't make it your everything Mm -hmm. you know be aware of it be like there's a a quote that says, the desire is the gift. And a lot of times we have these massive goals or desires that it's like, it seems like it's going to be everything. And as soon as you get it, it's underwhelming. And so the desire is the gift that God's given you to drive you in the direction he wants you to go. Address it, be aware of it, be grateful for it, and then take the little steps day after day. Don't hold it as the only thing, but
3: I know, that's awesome. I agree with you. It's like, I think it's all about like that balance. Like you said, Mm -hmm. uh, instead of Mm -hmm. sitting there being like, okay, every single thing I have to do, I'm either thinking about how I want a relationship or sad about how I don't have one, or I'm, you know, just swiping on apps all day and every, you know, it's like create and like and we've talked about this before but like create an amazing life that you absolutely love be growing be experiencing life be self-improving all of those things and you want a relationship so like you said take steps towards your goal so you can sit there and say all right and then i'll have my 15 minutes of time that i spend on an app and then i'm going to go do something i love and you're so you're balancing it yes Mm yeah yeah
0: definitely make your life awesome
3: yeah, make your life awesome. Seize yep. the day.
0: Maximize every chapter of your life. Just And
3: in just doing max that, it out all the way. you're you're even like in just going out and making your life awesome and doing new things. Like you're also meeting people mm-hmm. in that too. So it's just like you never know what can happen by just following like, you know, what you want to do, who you are, what you love, you know, improving yourself. There's just so many things to be experienced in life right now. And you know, mm-hmm. dating's one part of it, so you keep it one part.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't miss out on it. It's, mm-hmm. it. You, you blink and it's gone. Mm-hmm. So you got to just love where God has you right now. Even if it's difficult to do, like you, you got to trust in him and just, just find a way to appreciate where he has you right now.
2: Yeah. Cause I feel like when we're actively seeking it all the time, then that's, you're just kind of like this and you're not seeing the other blessings that God has, you know, has surrounded us with. And so, um, yeah, just my little, my two cents, but I remembered my question. Um, yeah. so, oh no. Okay. I was like, no, it's, it's <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, we, we do live in, in a fallen world. We live in a dark world mm-hmm. and God be in the, our source of light, you know, and we get to house the, the spirit of God. So we exude out that light and his love and all these things. But because we live in a dark world, sometimes our niceness, you know, that God love is can sometimes be misinterpreted by by people. So how can we find because I've had I've had that happen where I'm like, oh, I I was just being like genuinely kind. And I, I wasn't even doing anything super special. Like if somebody bent down to pick up something I'll put my hand on the corner of a table so that they don't bump their head and it's just instinct to me mm. because I'm like ah, like I do that for my family I'm like I don't want to see them get hurt but other people are like that what oh my gosh do you like him and I'm like what the flip no like <laughs> so how can we find the balance of like still showing the love of God uh, but I don't making sure it's not misinterpreted yeah, I don't know if that makes sense Because I don't ever want to lead anyone on. You know what I mean? I'm just like, how do we love love people? people.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, how do we love people without making them think we love them? (laughs)
1: Like, or want to date them? In love with them? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah. I, I I think the, I think the big issue with, or the difficulty of that is, people's perceptions. Like, we can't control what other people think. Mm -hmm. And right, man. Because you can do anything nowadays and people are going to go to, like, what are the odds that someone understands why you did something in any area of life? Like, it's, it's hard for, oh, that person opened the door for me or that person did whatever or that person um, spoke or responded in, in, a, in a way or said a word. Like, we are so aware of how people act, but we're never really aware of why they're acting a certain way. And I think you're kind of hitting on a point of how do we control – how how do we, in a sense, control the way people receive the way we want to love them as Christ wants us to love without them mm-hmm. taking it the wrong way? And I just don't think there's a clear answer for that. We just have to pray that they see the love of Christ rather than True. Our, <laughs> our love because people – this is the thing. You could do the same thing to – 30 different people and they get you get 30 different responses and 20 of them think it was just a kind gesture and 10 of them think they're you know that you love them in like and you want to like oh they must be madly in love with mm-hmm. me because they they said hi to me because right. that's like the way people we can't control that and i, I think the key is finding counsel and other people to say is this something am i right in doing this out of the love of loving other people as Christ wants me to love. Because I think some people, the way we grow up or whatever, maybe we have different views on how things are perceived. You even see this in culture, right? With different cultures, how you do something in one culture and it's completely different in another culture might be offensive. So I think just having wise counsel on saying, hey, I do this um, out of love, you know, hey, I just want to care for people. And I'm getting these responses. Should I keep doing it or should I not? And just bring that before a friend and be like, you know, get some, like, uh, if the average says no, it's normal and keep doing it, then just keep doing it. Cause you're just gonna get those outliers that are gonna be weirded out or take it the wrong way or whatever. And we just can't, can't, uh, can't do anything about that.
2: Okay. <laughs> and I understand, like, everyone has different, like, they receive it differently. Because I know mm-hmm. for me, God has blessed me with, you know, such a, an amazing dad and my grandpa is such a gentleman. And, um, He's also blessed me with incredible guy friends who are just so respectful, and they they do open the doors for me not to be not because they're hitting on me, but because Mm -hmm. they have that Jesus love inside of them. So I'm over here being like, oh, that's the norm. Whereas another girl could be like, they opened the door for me. Oh my gosh, they went to go get water and they brought me water. I'm like, yeah, girl, it's 105 degrees, you know. (laughs) But they're just like swoon. But I'm like, "Uh, that's not okay. So. I do understand everyone; everyone's perception is different. But yeah, I think it is because we live in, in the world and not everyone, it, it's not so common to see the love of God often a lot of the times.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we can't allow ourselves to feel responsible for mm. the way it might be interpreted. You know, I think we need to continue loving people the way God loves people, mm-hmm. but not feel that responsibility if it was mis- misinterpreted. If that's a common occurrence Mm -hmm. it might be a good conversation with a friend of like am i am i coming off in the wrong way am i loving people in the way jesus jesus would love people or or am i coming across in in a way that's you know not in line with that so right but yeah i mean that that's all it it is all tricky like that's that's a tough one to like really try and say this is exactly how it's gonna be because there's there's not Mm going to be like a like a solid definitive answer on that but you know, you have to expect people are gonna gonna shoot their shot when given the opportunity, and you you have to be comfortable with with saying no. I'm I'm just you know trying to love people the way Jesus would. Yeah. So
2: it is comforting to me because I've had thoughts of like pulling back on, but that I that's not who I am. Like I and I'm, I, I'm not mm. trying to come off like creepy. Like oh, let me like dude. I think it's just just being genuine and. Um, loving people like just legit like I you know just that love of God for his people but yeah I've had thoughts of like oh maybe I need to like just not be so nice so just hearing y'all's like opinions on it is kind of comforting because like I don't want to not be myself you know so yeah
3: that's the thing you want to be yourself and also okay so you're trying to sit there and you know show the love of God and stuff like that you don't wanna, what so be less nice be less friendly (laughs) Wait, don't be so kind like wait that's that's not good Mm. advice you know so it's like be loving be kind be friendly i think where it falls into a different scenario of leading someone on is never because you're just a nice loving person it's like It's those scenarios where it's like, oh, you know, maybe, you know, the person's texting you 50 times a day and you send okay, now you're texting them back and they, okay, so now they think they're forming a relationship and you don't want to tell them you're not like where areas where like sometimes maybe boundaries could be put in place mm-hmm. a little bit, because you can still be a nice, loving person, and be like, all right, well, I'm not gonna engage in all of these texts, because that's <laughs> gonna, you know, like, that's maybe sending a yeah. me wrong message, so, like, I feel like maybe, like, it, because this is, I, trust me, I've had the same thing come up, and people are like, oh, the thing is, you're just too nice, and I'm like, so I should be less nice. Like, that's the, like, is that the advice that you're giving me? So it's like, no, like I agree with everybody saying, like, you don't want to be less nice in order to make people not perceive you as interested. And then you just Mm want to make sure that you're like, you know, if a conversation comes up, you're communicating honestly, or you're, you know, you're just kind of being your, you know, authentic self as far as like communicating to the extent that you want to to the depth you want to and and maintaining mm-hmm. some sort of boundary as far as like let's not act like we're you know boyfriend and girlfriend talking all day if i just see you as right. the nice person that i work with like so i feel mm-hmm. like that's where it gets right. a little bit more complicated when it's like okay like you know are you actually acting like the relationship you have? If your relationship is just, you know, friends from church, are you just acting like friends from church or are you starting to act like more than that? But that's different. That's more yeah. like a boundary issue instead of like a niceness issue, you know? Right.
2: Cause I've also had instances where like if I'm like at a gathering with like a group of friends and they're like, Oh, Jelaine, this is blah, blah, blah. I'm just meeting people. And for mm-hmm. me, I'm I like like to look people people in the eye because I'm like Jesus is very intentional he loves like anyone to, and also like seeing movies with Jesus and stuff like anyone that um Jesus talks to you can just feel like you're the only person that you know in the world because of, of that pure love and so I'm whenever I talk to anybody I try to like look him in the eye and just be very like Intentional, and I'm listening. But there have been times when I'm like just meeting them for the first time. I'm like, oh yeah, it's so nice to meet you. Like, what do you do? And immediately they're like, I'm married, and I'm like, i do? Okay,
5: cool. <laughs> oh my like... god,
2: I'm, like, I'm just to like, listen to what you. I'm like, I'm like, not...
3: brother, oh, I'm not that's just ego him. right there. that? (laughs) you're clearly into me yeah i'm like i'm I'm a brother that's how it
0: can feel when i'm married i feel like i got a shot with anybody i wanted if i wanted but no i'm married i'm good (laughs) i'm
2: I'm I'm not gonna lie that's kind of how it feels sometimes yeah so that's why that's why i had asked that that question is like i'm like dang am i coming across i'm just like i'm just saying hello and like hey it's nice to meet you i'm meeting everybody and i'm looking you in the eye because you're talking to me and i don't want like I because I one of my pet peeves is if I'm talking to someone and they're like looking around Apple. or like looking at their their Apple watch and even if they're just che- checking the text message in my mind they're checking the time because they have to leave so I'm always mm-hmm. like I want to be intentional in my conversations but again that leads to they're like oh I'm married look at this lady yeah. and I'm like oh God, mm-hmm. God. <laughs> cool. I'm sorry should I just look at the ground so-
0: <laughs> but yeah, I do feel like we gotta, like, you know, come in and land this plane. However, before we do, I just have, like, one final question I'd like us to just kind of, like, breeze into. So, like, assuming that somebody, like, their heart is in the right place, and, you know, they do have God before all else, and, you know, they're comfortable in their singleness, you know, but they do want a relationship, where is a good place for them to go and meet like-minded single Christians? Like, what... What's your recommendations on that that we can end with? Am I supposed to pick on someone?
3: <laughs> well, I'll say it's, it's such a good. Oh, God. Go ahead, Josh.
1: I'll say there's a little bit of a delay. So I'll say where God leads you. That's all I'll say. because That's, that's the you. only thing oh, yeah. that I've come up with. <laughs> all right. All right. And and again, yeah. go where enjoy life. Like if you're doing all the things mm-hmm. like you said, if you're God's number one, all these things, like God's not going to have your relationship on a different path than that. You don't need to try mm-hmm. extra super hard and, and like, mm-hmm. like yeah. do these crazy, you don't have to be superhuman to, to find, like to date. Um, and I think that's often what we tell people to do. You have to be, you have to do more. You have to go out more. You have to, all these things. The amount of times that I've seen my friends just find people in the weirdest places, they weren't they weren't doing any of that. They just like it was along their path. Yet our mm-hmm. advice for people is go out and do all these things when there's no proven like it, it's this isn't a, a formula. Um from what I've seen is go where God leads you. Yeah. And if he has a relationship for you, that's where you'll find it. It's not easy, but
4: <clears throat> I'd say be 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 a yes man. Like yeah. when people ask you to do stuff, go do it. Like and the other thing is dancing. Like just go
2: yes, you know, oh my two god, just step dancing. So
4: go <laughs> learn how to dance with a partner. Like mm-hmm. you have, you know, it's a vulnerable situation where you meet people and you get to try something, you learn something with new people. Like solid. Can never go wrong with dancing.
3: Love yeah. it. Yeah, that's the thing. Kind of like what Josh was saying. There's no, like, single Christian watering hole. Like, oh, this is where all of them meet and congregate <laughs> yeah. at, at sundown. Like, it doesn't happen. So, like, it's everywhere. It's just, like, you, the key is to just be out, to be available. to be. Mm-hmm. So go out, do your things, live your life, find your passions, do the things you feel God's calling you to do, and then people will be on those paths. I think the only time you run into problems is when you're, like, you know you know you may be okay pandemic's over we're stuck in our home now we only work online Mm -hmm. and we don't leave the house and we don't have our social media accounts like all right so like other than that you're not going to run into people but if you're out doing things where people exist there's not necessarily Mm -hmm. like one specific way just be around other people and yeah just yeah living life
2: i mean i'm on the same i'm on the same boat yeah As everybody dancing, yes, it's just super fun. But also, ultimately, being, you know, listening to the Holy Spirit wherever wherever He leads you, and always being thankful and you know having that gratitude wherever He takes you, um, I think is a good place to be. But yeah, definitely the will of God is is where it's at.
0: Yeah, and I think like to to run in line with the dancing, you know, I'd say find something you enjoy and find a group of people that you're able to enjoy that with. I think that's a a perfectly great thing to do, you know, do it out of, out of building friendships and getting to know people and and putting yourself out there. I think your heart can be in the right or wrong place for doing something like that. And also your heart can be in the right or wrong place for uh, getting into service, you know, seeking out what God wants for you right now and finding a way to serve him and finding people that are, are serving, you know, able to serve alongside you. You know, that just, getting out there and just chasing after what God has for you is is definitely got to be a number one because you know a a side effect of that is you might end up meeting somebody that has the same desire and same pursuit you know Mm -hmm. I've seen on social media people you know putting on a trip to Israel you know a great opportunity for young you know college students to to go and experience Israel with other people like man like dude get on that like go out and you know get out of your comfort zone do things that are that might not be comfortable you know don't do it just to meet somebody but have have that community you know having a community is very healthy for for both being in a relationship it also provides opportunity but you need to you know focus on on what what God has for you right there so um but yeah i think we'll wrap it up with that i think that's been awesome like before we go like i meant to say uh, toward the beginning, Jelaine, I was going to ask you. I know you mentioned in your episode with us that you had an NDA you had to sign, some big opportunity. Are you allowed to speak on that? Because I'm curious.
2: Oh yeah, so it was basically for the chosen. Um, awesome. Yeah, so I'm. So now that it's it's kind of out there. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, w- it was for the chosen. They had found. Uh, they found my so. I I love the show so much when it came out that I started making TikToks about it and I would do a terrible job doing a green screen and I'd green screen myself (laughs) in the show and just kind of, you know, like make it funny. But at the same time, there's a message behind it. And I I would never tag them because I'm embarrassed at the terrible quality. So it was just like Mm. for friends and family who want to see it and it's just fun. But I didn't know that my followers were sending it to them. They're like, give this girl a chance and all these things. And um (laughs) And eventually, you know, God blessed me with opportunity. They reached out to me and were like, we've seen your TikToks, blah, blah, all these things. How would you like to just, you know, just come for like a week and be a guest host for the YouTube vlogs that they drop every Sunday? And I'm like, oh my gosh, yes. And so I was there Monday to Friday and then Saturday I flew back to California. And as the plane was landing, I turned my phone on and they were like, How would you like to finish out the season with us? And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So it's just been just so, so amazing getting to know the actors and interview them. But I think I fangirl more like they're amazing. But I think I fangirl (laughs) more because it's like, oh, my gosh, all these people are coming together, using their skills to advance the kingdom of God and, you know, bring glory to his name. And yeah, because I know that it's had such a huge impact and to meet the people who are behind that so it's just been it's just been so cool so that that was basically it yeah, i like incredible. didn't know i'm like oh i like to say oh, wow.
3: that, that is so cool
2: <laughs> oh that's so amazing definitely that's the greatest thing ever. all the time on the set i was like talking grabbing full-time hands, fangirl cool. what's that
0: <laughs> full-time fangirl
2: yes and that's yes, yes. literally that's my job like I I get it seems
0: like that way when I see like all the different posts you have it's like she's just like out there fangirling I love it no literally
2: like sometimes I feel bad I'm like I don't ever want to like bother them to like do a little skit but uh Mm -hmm. and I'm like lord can you tell them to like you know because I don't want to be the one to, to approach and there have been times when they'll They'll come up and be like, Jelaine, I want to do like a TikTok. And I'm like, Oh well, I didn't even think of it. Yes, let's do it. <laughs> and so yeah. Yeah, it makes my heart so so happy. Definitely a dream come true. I love film and to be able to do that on a you know, on a show about Jesus for Jesus, I definitely get paid to I, I get paid to like be a fan and do like silly little skits <laughs> nice. for Jesus.
0: Oh, that's so cool. And, like, after our episode, after every episode, I have to, I, like, dig through social media to be able to formulate, you know, reels and posts and and just, you know, make the best content that I can to highlight Mm -hmm. the people that I have as guests. And something very interesting, a very unique thing that we have in common that I found amongst all my digging is the fact that we are both on the show, How I Met Your Mother. What? Yes, like that is just absolutely wild. Except you had a speaking role, so like a little bit more than what I had. But like, no, no, no,
2: I didn't have a speaking role. Just, I just opened. The it board. wasn't
0: a speaking role. No, they oh, really, that. I thought you spoke in that.
2: No, he like like what's his name? I I never watched a show. Oh my gosh! But I didn't have a TV back then. <laughs> but the guy who plays Barney Neil Patrick Harris, he just he's hitting on women yeah. like in an apartment complex, and he just just going door to door. And so yeah. I was one of the doors that he was like, and I just opened. It. I'm like, swoon. That was my role. <laughs> but wait, what did you play? That's on so there? funny.
0: <laughs> no, I was I was an extra, uh, mm. season five, episode one, where uh, Ted Mosby goes to the wrong classroom to teach in college. His mm-hmm. first day as a professor, and I'm just like in the second row, right there, just like you know, just chilling. Come and, on. So yeah. Yes. So that's funny. What what episode was yours? I want to I want to try and find I- it.
2: Don't remember the like season and episode but I know the title is The Overcorrection.
0: The Overcorrection. Okay. All right, I'll have to check that out. That's so, that's so funny. Like I saw I was like what the heck? That's yeah. over- so <laughs> so wild.
2: Definitely yeah, Hollywood uh world is definitely very different than Yeah. than a Christian one. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: Yep, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Definitely uh something totally different. I'm I'm glad I'm not like fully delved into that now. So
2: Yes. I was definitely bummed when the Lord took me out of that because I'm like, Oh Lord, why? But yeah, just finding out like that, how dark it is. And stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah, Lord, you knew what you were doing. Who, who knew? So definitely grateful.
0: Yeah. All right. So I'll go ahead and get that outro going. So thank you guys so much for joining for the episode. It was awesome having you having such awesome conversation and uh, just being able to talk about dating in 2022 and, and dating in general. And also a, a special thanks goes out to our episode sponsor, FarmersOnly.com. Uh, thanks so much for jumping on sponsorship here. Totally kidding. Not, not really being talked about <laughs> I, yet, but I didn't know totally that. Totally should be. That would have <laughs> been fantastic. I know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. It's
5: like, what Farmers do they even do, do for com? us? Okay.
0: I don't know. <laughs> So, but that was fun. That was, that was a great having a having a great conversation. And uh, but yeah, everybody out there, thanks so much for joining us for this. Hope you've enjoyed the conversation. Hope you found some value out of it. And I hope that you are able to chase after whatever God has for you right now. That you are able to find fulfillment in God's purpose in in what God is driving you to do in your life right now. In, a, in singleness, in a relationship, wherever He has you. So you know, we'll be praying for you. But also, you know, make sure you share this episode with your friends. Uh, be sure to like, subscribe, and check this stuff out on our social media. But mostly, be sure to get out there, seize the day, and maximize every chapter of your life. We'll see you next episode.
4: Thanks for listening to the Thriving in Singleness podcast. Look for new episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.